This is an All Ears English podcast, episode 336, How to Get Ready for the Cambridge Advanced Exams. Welcome to the All Ears English podcast, downloaded more than 10 million times. We believe in connection, not perfection, with your American hosts, Lindsay McMahon, the English adventurer, and Michelle Kaplan, the New York radio girl, coming to you from Boston and New York City, USA. In today's episode, you'll get three easy tips on how to prepare for the Cambridge Advanced Exams from our guest, who's an examiner for these tests. Today we have a guest on the show. Our guest is an oral examiner for Cambridge University exams and a freelance journalist. He was born and grew up in New York City. He moved to Zurich, Switzerland in 1993 and for the last 18 years he has taught at the Cambridge Institute, a school which he considers to be the premier center for learning English in Switzerland. Our guest today is Trip. Let's welcome Trip to the show. Hi, Trip. How are you doing today? Welcome to All Ears English. Thanks for coming on the show. Thanks so much, Lindsay, for having me. Welcome. Big greetings from Switzerland. I don't know if I can say that, but I'm in Switzerland. A long way away. Excellent. And you're originally from the U.S., right, Trip? I'm originally from New York City. And from New York City. Cool. How long have you been living in Switzerland, then? I've been living in Switzerland, I hate to say, for almost 21 years now. It, it, yeah. it is unfathomable to me how long I've been living here, but that's the truth. Oh. A long time. Okay, that's excellent. So we're excited to have you here today, Trip, to talk about the Cambridge Advanced Exams. You were recommended to us by a listener of ours, and she said that you knew this test very, very well. So can you tell us what this exam is all about and why our listeners might want to think about taking the Cambridge Advanced Exams? Of course, of course. Well, first of all, Cambridge offers a whole range of exams. The advanced is just one level but it goes all the way from, from a very low level to a very high level. And uh, you would want to take this exam depending on, on where you wanted to go. The difference between the Cambridge exams and the IELTS exam is that the, the IELTS, as far as I understand, tests a whole range. You know, so you take one test, and it's, it, it's almost like they're setting the level. And in the Cambridge exams, you, you test at one level. So, so if you want to go for the advanced, which is, is I think, the C1 level, then the, the whole test is dedicated to that level. And, and you're either going to pass or, or, or you aren't. And uh, if you don't pass, Cambridge will tell you the level, but it, it, it's one specific level. Okay, I see. And what kinds of people take the Cambridge Advanced Exams? Like, where are they heading when they're taking the Cambridge Advanced Exams? Why would they take the exam? Well, well, they're, they're both international, recognized internationally, and uh, I, I think it just depends upon your intention. The Cambridge is, is often used by businesses. The, the IELTS is often used, I think, for, for purposes of immigration. Uh, right. it, it's also used in higher education quite a lot, but so is the Cambridge. So really, if you have a specific goal, you're going to know which test to take. For example, okay. if you're moving to Australia, you're going to take the IELTS. If take you, the IELTS, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, if you're working maybe for a corporation in, in Europe, you definitely want to take the Cambridge exam. Cambridge exam. Excellent. So, Tripp, let's focus in on the Cambridge exam then specifically. Can you give us three kind of 
secrets or shortcuts to get a higher score if our listeners happen to be taking the Cambridge exam and they, what is the top level in the Cambridge exam? Is it the C levels? Yeah, yeah. The, the top level is one higher than the advanced proficiency. And, um, you know, the, the problem is the same whether you, whenever you're taking a high level English exam, because English at a high level, the language is just a mess. You know, it's not, I say this over and over to my students. It's crazy. <laughs> And, and it does not make any logical sense. So, so you have a problem because at the high levels, we don't know what to teach you. I, I, you know, from a certain perspective, there's nothing that we can teach you because all of the things that you have to know, there are no longer any rules. I mean, grammar should be in the rearview window. It, it, you know, yeah, it never yeah. is. When I, when I prepare my advanced students, we have to review the grammar. But the test is not about grammar. The test is about the sorts of things that, that there are no rules for. And so if you think about this, what, what I'm actually telling you is that we can't teach you what's on the advanced test, but you have to know it. Okay. And so for me as a teacher, that's a really interesting, uh, that, that's a conundrum. That's a, that's a big problem. And, and how we do that, because I think a lot about this, you know, it's really basic. I hate to say it, but the higher level exams, you've got to read and you've got to read, 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 read. absolutely, because okay, that's how you you learn these things. Okay, no, that's a good one. So that's your first tip to read. And what kinds of materials should we read then, Trip? Well, I always tell my students, you want the language flowing through you. You, you know, it's much better to read a lot of what is easy than a little bit of what is hard. High-level English is not about learning difficult words. Okay, I, I mean, you've got to learn difficult words. But, for example, I, I was working with some students the other day, and we were talking about the word sum. Now, at a lower level, uh, you know, lower level, you know, I've got some money, or I don't have any right. actually. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's pretty easy for everyone to understand. But now, at a higher level, I can say, hey, that was some party last night. You know, and that, yeah, that's very and, different, isn't it? Yeah. And then I can say, well, I live some way from the school, so I'm going to take the bus, and that some means a long distance. Oh, boy. <laughs> I can say, no, it's like some five kilometers from here, and that means approximately. So it's not that the words are hard. It's the same little words that you, you struggle with in the beginning, but, but they take on all sorts of new meanings that make it difficult. So, so you, it's about memorization. It, it really is. You know, things that are important at the higher level, things like gerunds and infinitives. Okay. Well, why do we say, would you mind opening the door, but I'd like you to open the door? Okay. Right. You've got to know things like that. It's got to be in your bones. So, so that's why I'm saying you, you've got to read it or dependent prepositions. Another area that drives my students crazy. You know, <laughs> interested in your story, I was accused of a crime. Oh, it's terrible, isn't it? Oh, these prepositions. It is a real pain point for our listeners. Yeah. But they're little words. They aren't yeah. big words. We aren't talking about, you know, I don't know, empty disestablishment. Well, all these long words. Right. You know, you know them or you don't know them, but that's not what's going to trip you up on the test. It's the little words. So okay. that's what you've got to focus on. Don't. So reading. So reading and. Reading. And it's a, well, because memorization is not fun. Okay, I mean, if, if I, you know, we can give you a list of 100 dependent prepositions, but very few of my students want to sit down and memorize that. When right, you, that's boring. It's yeah. Boring. It's oppressive. So, so no one does that. So, so reading. Now, the next okay. thing that you have to do, I think, is you have to realize that psychologically, it's very difficult to do this. So, so 
a preparation course, I think, is so helpful. Now, uh, yeah. like you can take a specific preparation course or, you know, at your university, your school, they also have courses. But, but it's not something that's a lot of fun to do alone. You can do it alone, but it, it doesn't give you the motivation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You are taking the IELTS exam this summer. You need the seven steps to a seven or higher on the IELTS. Get it right now at allearsenglish.com slash S-E-V-E-N. See you there. Uh Okay, so would you recommend taking a class, for example, at a school with other people around you, sort of to as a team kind of effort, you can kind of feed off of each other's energy? Is that what you mean by not doing it alone? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. That's what I do. I I teach these classes. And and I think without that, um, you know, everyone is different. For some people... They just need the teacher to kick them. Other people, they, they just feel competitive and, and they love having people and they compete against the other people. Right, and, right, right. Everyone is different, but having that group feeling, you know, and, and, and it's like at the beginning of the year, you're an army sergeant. It's like, we're going to, you know, <laughs> we're going to do this. And, and, uh, and yeah. you, you need that because it's, it's a long, hard slog. Yeah, that's really okay. So, so far, your tips are to read because English becomes more nuanced the higher we get into those higher sea levels and to to attend a a preparation course, really jump into it and understand the exam really well. What would be your third tip, Trip? What do you think to master this Cambridge advanced exam? To take practice tests, but not too many. That's a big mistake. In the beginning, all all of my students, they say, we want to do a practice test, and next month we want to do a practice test, and next week yet another one. And <laughs> that doing practice tests teaches you the, the the format of the exam, and you need to know that. But it doesn't teach you English, and, and you've got you, you've got to know the English. I, I think one of the things that makes the Cambridge exam such a good exam is, is that we cannot actually prepare students for what specifically is going to be on the exam. For example, now I haven't taught TOEFL in in more than 10 years, but the last time I taught it, we could pretty much open the book and say, this question is going to be on the exam, that question is going to be on the exam, and, and, and literally teach people what they were going to say. Now, there's no way that you can do that on the Cambridge exams. Each one is different. And the remark I think about the exams is that, Someone can take the exam, and whenever you take the exam, there are going to be words you understand, words you don't understand, and and if you take a second practice test, there are going to be different words that you don't understand, right. different words that you understand, and yet somehow your score is going to be pretty consistent. So so okay. So so the exam catches your level, and yet you can't specifically prepare for it. So don't overdose on the practice exams because you're just wasting mm-hmm. your time. I I think four to six practice exams is is perfectly adequate. You're just learning the exam. And very important, I think, when you take the practice exams, use your dictionary. Take all the time you want. People mistakenly take the practice exams as as if they were taking the test. But but you aren't trying to test yourself. You know, Cambridge Mm. is going to test you whenever you know whenever that day comes in and you're paying them a lot of money. What you're doing is you're learning the test. And that's so important because at the higher levels they will try and trick you. 
Oh, tricky, tricky. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I I like the idea of not blindly taking practice tests after practice tests. It sounds like we'd be batting our head against the wall because we're in that case, we're not learning strategy, right? We're just trying again and again. And we must learn strategy. I would assume I know that with IELTS, when we work on IELTS, we focus heavily on strategy. Yes. So, so, So you need to know strategy. And if you don't use your dictionary, and if you don't take all the time that you need to look the words up, you'll never understand how they're trying to trick you. And, and you'll never really grasp the, the strategy, the full strategy. Okay. So, so I guess that would be my third tip. Take practice exams, don't overdose on them, and don't test yourself on the practice exam. Use it to learn the exam and learn how they're going to trick you. I see. Very nice. Okay. These are great tips, Trip. I like it. Thank you. So just to recap those tips one more time, you've told us we need to read as much as we can, but not necessarily material that is too hard, right? We want to be at a comfort level so we understand what we're actually reading, right? And Yeah. Okay. Then we want to take a preparatory course and we also want to take practice tests, but not too many practice tests. Very nice. Okay, Trip. I wish that we had time to go deeper into this exam, but unfortunately, this show is just a quick 15 minutes but can you tell us where our listeners could find out more about you online or about this exam where would you like them to go if they want to learn more about the cambridge advanced exam okay well well first of all i I have to say if you are in in switzerland uh come to our school the cambridge institute because we have so much experience preparing people for these exams and i think we do a great job now, uh, if you want to reach me personally, you can reach me um, by email at trip at um, thecardists.com. Okay. Can you spell that for us, just so we know? Yeah. T-H-E-C-A-R-D-I-S-T-S.com. Thecardists.com. Okay. And, and trip at. Okay. Okay. Very good. Ah, This has been great, Trip. Thanks so much for coming on. Do you have any final words of wisdom to our listeners if they're preparing for this particular exam? Yeah, just just keep going. And, yeah. and what I tell all my students, that you're going to pass this exam when you have the experience. As, as I tried to say in the beginning, English at a higher level is all about experience. And there's yeah. no shame in failing the exam. It simply means you don't have enough experience yet. So if you don't pass the first time, just keep going, accumulating experience. When you have experience, you'll be ready to pass the exam. Ooh, I like that. That's an excellent philosophy. Thanks so much for coming on the show today, Trip. We really appreciate your time, and it was great meeting you. Thank you. <laughs> Bye-bye. Thanks, Trip. Bye-bye. Guys, do you love using flashcards to improve your vocabulary? Well, this year, Trip co-founded The Cardists, which is a company that specializes in bringing the power of modern computer-based flashcard learning to schools, corporations, and individual students like you. For more information on what Trip is working on now, visit his website at thecardists.com. That's T-H-E-C-A-R-D-I-S-T-S dot com. Or you can email him at trip at thecardists.com. See you there. Thanks for listening to today's show and be sure to come back to our website at allearsenglish.com slash resources for some awesome ideas and special offers to help you get fluent. And if you believe in connection, not perfection, be sure to subscribe to our podcast on your computer or on your smartphone. See you soon.